1: And I'm here today with one of our awesome, recurring guests, Laura Marr, who is a North Carolina and Oregon lawyer and the founder of Conscious Legal Minds, LLC, providing well-being consulting, training, and resilience coaching for attorneys in law offices nationwide. And she is a longtime contributor to our written publication, The Sidebar, and our podcast, with some mindful moments. And today we are here to talk about her most recent moment, Master Your Mind with Mantra. Laura, thanks so much for being here.
2: Great to be here again. Thanks, Candice.
1: I really like, first of all, the alliteration, big fan. But also, I'm glad you picked mantra for this article because it's something that I haven't really worked with a whole lot in my life, but we hear a lot about mantra uh, you know in the zeitgeist so can you tell me why you picked mantra for this quarter's mindful moment?
2: Yeah I chose mantra as something to talk about because I think it's something that is a really great tool especially for lawyers who are using our minds all the time and it's a really great tool to help us slow down the mind Mantra actually means mind tool. In Sanskrit, and Sanskrit is one of the oldest surviving languages in the Indo European language family. And so mantra has been around for a really long time. If people haven't tried mantra as a way to help their mind out, then this is a great way to introduce people to this idea.
1: I love that. And I love that you talked about the origin of the word mantra in the article. It reminded me, I was listening to a podcast the other day. And this individual was talking about the word human being in Arabic literally meaning or the root of the word literally meaning to forget or forgetfulness. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was really poignant and how we're constantly forgetting how to get back to ourselves. We're forgetting the tools that work and we have to be constantly reminded how to sit and breathe. How do we use this tool to help our minds calm down?
2: Well, the mantra, there's a couple ways to use it. And for the purposes of this article and this podcast, I want to talk about mantra as a mind tool, literally as a way to slow down the mind to help us become aware of what we're thinking. And when we slow down the mind and become aware of what we're thinking, we also tend to then drop into the body and notice, what is the impact of what I'm thinking on my body? So if I'm looping a negative thought pattern, I did that wrong. I did that wrong. I messed that up. I should have done this. I should have done that. Just really feeding into our nervous system, into our bodies, through our minds, negative looping patterns, then it tends to dysregulate our body. We go into a panic mode. We can either go into anxiety. Oh, I did something wrong. I I should never go back to that place again. I should never say that again. Things that can really stop us from taking risks in the future. Or sometimes if we have a negative looping pattern, it can put us into a collapsed state. So we're thinking, oh, geez, I should stay home, or I don't want to go out in public again. I really humiliated myself, and I don't want to do that again. And so we can either get anxious about it or move into a sort of a more of a depressive collapse state around it. The so mantra is a way to help us pay attention to what we're saying and then insert a better thought instead of the one that we're thinking.
1: That's really interesting. When I think about getting into a negative mental space, my first thought of the consequences of that would not be stopping myself from taking risks in the future. But yeah, that's really true. If I'm harping on, you know, my last mistake and I'm so fearful, it would prevent me from being more risk-oriented, which is, you know, can be really positive for us to try new things. So that's really interesting. I like that you make that point. And I really like when you're talking about reflection and taking all of that input And kind of sorting it out into all these different columns in our head about, you know, what basically constructive criticism that we're giving ourselves. Is this something that I could have done differently to get a better result? That reminds me a lot of the recovery tool in 12-step programs, that 10th step, that daily inventory. Did I get angry unnecessarily? Did I do this? Did I do that? How can I do it better tomorrow? And such a practical tool that we need as human beings. So when we're in that reflection and we are getting into some of this negative looping, how do we get, how do we use some of these tools to use that input that we're getting through the day to help us?
2: Yeah, I want to say something about compassion and then I'll talk about mantra specifically. So, anytime we are reflecting on our experience, one of the best ways to process it is to have greater understanding for ourselves in the moment. So, when you're reflecting on your day or you're reflecting on a conversation or something that didn't go well and you're feeling activated, you're feeling like one of those survivals collapsing and just hoping the whole thing goes away. The research on compassion is it shows that it is one of the best ways to help a dysregulated nervous system return to regulation. And I was just training a group of lawyers this weekend and someone said, well, what do you mean by self-compassion? I actually don't understand what that is. I said, it's really the practice of acknowledging what you're saying to yourself, acknowledging how you're feeling, and then Right after that saying, it makes sense that I feel that way. And then doing something that you can do in that moment to help yourself out, to say, oh, I guess I could have some food because I, I barked at someone because I was hungry. So let me eat. When you're noticing that you're looping and you're saying something that's negative to yourself, mantra, this mind tool is a self-compassion tool that you can use to help switch your thought and neutralize the nervous system. You might not go from, I am the worst person, or that was the worst thing to say to, I am a fantastic, incredible person. I'm so glad I said that. <laughs> That's not the purpose of mantra. The, mon- the purpose of mantra as a mind tool is really to help you acknowledge when you're saying things that are self-sabotage.
1: Before I ask you to show us how to use it, because I definitely want to know, I do want to really thank you for talking about mantra in a secular way in your article, because I think that's something that can keep people at bay. You know, we hear about mantra a lot in the spiritual realm with prayers. And I like that you said there is a purpose for that. It can help with a lot of spiritual practices, different religions, but that you can also use it as a secular tool.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of information on the web about how to use mantra as a spiritual tool and different mantras that you can use to help lift your consciousness or connect your heart to your mind, connect your heart to God. So there's lots of practices that you can do and lots of mantras that are used for that. The way I'm talking about it for this article and this podcast is more of a, a tool to help to calm the mind versus in a religious sense.
1: Can you talk to me a little bit about how I would use mantra?
2: Yeah. The magic of mantra really is that it helps to focus the mind by concentrating on one thing. And the research on the nervous system is one way to help calm the nervous system and to integrate your day, your life is to just do one thing at a time. So if you can just do the dishes and just do your mantra, you're doing two things that are calming at the same time. The way we do it is we choose one thing to say and we just repeat it over and over and over again. Different people might have positive phrases that they already have. Some people might say, you've got this, you've got this, you've got this. The thing that they like to say to themselves when they don't feel like they have it. So they just say that to themselves over and over again. So if you already have a phrase that works for you, you can just use that. And then you can either set a timer and say, I'm just gonna say, you've got this to yourself for a minute and see what happens. Or you can just say it until you forget to say it, which generally happens when you do mantra. You're saying it, saying it, saying it. And then suddenly you're thinking about something else. And it's like, this is exactly why we use mantra is to say, Oh, hey, mind, I know you want to go and do the grocery list for tomorrow, or you want to think about that client's case, but just come back for right now and do this thing so that the nervous system can kind of get to an idling place instead of an over or underrevved place. Does that make sense?
1: It does. I think about a boat, like in a no-wake zone, that engine sound that you hear on a boat when it's idling, it's not really going or foring. That's what I'm imagining in my head when you're talking about this.
2: That's perfect. That's exactly right. So ideally in the ventral vagal nervous system state, it's when your, your boat is in the no wake zone, the engine is on. So if you need to move forward, you can, but it's not over revved. And the engine is also not off such that if a wave came, you would be undefended. I like that. Candice, I'm wondering if you would be willing to help me out in showing people how they might create mantras for themselves. Of course. Okay, great. You're always such a good sport. (laughs) I'd like to start by just asking you, what are three things that you would like to believe about yourself? Just three positive qualities that you would like to be true about yourself.
1: I would like to be kind. I would like to be calm. And I would like to be intelligent.
2: Great. Really good. Those are great qualities. And I'd like to say you already are all of those things. Oh, thank you so so much. Yeah. So let's (laughs) start off with that as the baseline, that these are things that you always are. But now here's a truth-telling question. Do you always feel these three things?
1: Absolutely not.
2: Yeah. When you don't feel calm,
1: how do you feel? Chaotic.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. The way mantra would work is if you're feeling chaotic... And you said to yourself, like most of us do when we're feeling chaotic, I feel chaotic. I feel chaotic. I'm so scattered right now. What happens to the nervous system is it's generally helpful to begin with to say, yeah, I am actually pretty chaotic. So you want to start with acknowledging how you are feeling. But if you keep saying to yourself, I'm chaotic, I'm scatterbrained right now, I'm all over the place, the nervous system continues to dysregulate, the mind continues to go offline and you keep getting more and more chaotic and more and more scatterbrained. So here's where the mantra would come in is if you are feeling chaotic, you would first acknowledge, Hey, you know what? I'm feeling chaotic. Then you say, well, how would I like to feel? I would like to feel calm. So you could try. I am calm. I am calm instead of I am scatterbrained, but you might find, I don't know if you found this Candice. like if you try to jump to, I'm feeling chaotic to, I am calm. Does your nervous system, or do you usually believe yourself?
1: Yeah, that seems a little idealistic.
2: Yeah, right. It's not believable. So in that case, then I would go with like a qualifier. I would say, I am calming down. I am calmer. I am quieting. I am settling. Do any of those words resonate with you?
1: Yes. I like, I am settling.
2: Okay. Yeah. You want to find the word that works for you and it can be in that moment. You can have like a kind of a go-to list. Like these are mantras that work for me. Or you can just make it up in the moment. You can say, "Who for me, you know what? I don't feel calm. I want to feel calm. And this phrase I am settling actually works. You're an intelligent person, but what happens in a moment where you don't feel intelligent?
1: If I am feeling not intelligent, if I feel that I've made a mistake, I think a lot of insecurities pop up, a lot of character defects, fear. Yeah,
2: Yeah, absolutely. And so one that I think can be helpful and you can say what, what you think would work for you is I am learning. I am trying. And sometimes just I am okay can help to interrupt that cascade of self-sabotaging comments that can come in when you feel like you've messed up.
1: I like that I am learning because a lot of the podcasts that I listen to that talk about you know traits of highly functioning very intelligent people the the through line all seems to be that they have this growth mindset. Yes. That they have a problem they can't figure out and they're excited about it. Yes. And that's what I'm trying to move towards.
2: Right. And in that moment where you're feeling crushed, it's really hard to jump from I am crushed to I am excited. Yeah. So so the bridge mantra would be I am learning.
1: I am learning.
2: Do you want to try doing a little practice with I am learning? Sure. Okay, great. So everyone that's listening can join in. Let's just say you've just noticed that you are catching yourself, criticizing yourself about something that you did where you don't feel super smart and you didn't come off as intelligent or as poised as you wanted to. You've noticed it and you're saying to yourself, I want to stop this negative loop. You choose, I am learning as your mantra And you can either be on the move or you can just stop and on your inhale, say to yourself, I am, and then as your exhale, learning. And I am as you're inhaling, learning as you're exhaling. And if you find yourself getting distracted, you can just say out loud, I am. As you're exhaling, you can say learning might be a little bit difficult to breathe and talk at the same time. So kind of choose what works for you. I am learning. And I'll be quiet for just about 30 seconds to give you, Candice, and everyone listening a chance to practice with this and just notice what happens. Good. And then when you're done, consciously say, I'm going to stop my mantra and then allow your mind to do something else. So it's helpful if you consciously begin the mantra and then consciously end it. And if in between there, you notice that you started thinking about something else, you just gently bring yourself back to your mantra. So bring yourself back to your breath, bring yourself back to the mantra. And then when you're done, let it go. And then welcome yourself back. And Candace, I would just love to know if you had anything that you noticed either about your breathing or your physical sensations or what happened for your mind as you did that mantra.
1: I started to visualize new neural pathways growing in my brain. And I think a lot of that's probably the product I've been doing a lot of research on neurobiology for for work that I find it really interesting, but when I'm able to slow down and see the positive qualities associated with, you know, not automatically knowing everything, the process of learning. I was remembering that a lot of our new neural pathways come when we start these new habits. When we do things over and over, and I was thinking about mantra being one of the habits that would create them. And so I just started kind of visualizing that happening in my brain.
2: That is awesome. I am such a neurobiology and neuropsychology geek, and it's really how I derive my trainings and the work that I do with my clients is all based on how do we grow new neural pathways? How do we change our brains? Yeah. And it literally does. So it's one of the beauties of mantra, which is if your old brain pattern is to do something that, you know, you're embarrassed about and then punish yourself for it, that's an old neural pathway and mantra can help you to bridge and create new neural pathways, which is when you do something that you're embarrassed about, you can reflect on it and make changes for the next time and truly learn from it while being compassionate toward yourself. So it's a very cool tool. And I love that you had that experience with it
1: yes, if I have to go through the experience of being embarrassed, don't I want to get something out of it? You know, don't I want to get some new insight on how to do it better versus old patterns of shame? Shame begets nothing for me.
2: Yes. And that's truly the definition of resilience, which is learning from a setback and making yourself better on the other side. So that's a beautiful thing about mantra. Again, which is it can really help you to shift your mindset and help you to reflect.
1: I love that. And so for our listeners who are so jazzed about my new neural pathways, and want to start this practice at home. Do you have any tips?
2: Let's say Laura Mars top five mantra tips. I would say one is know what you're saying. There's a lot of mantras out there that are in Sanskrit, and it's helpful if you know what you're saying. One, because you can be more conscious about what you're saying when you're saying it to yourself. And if you're using a mantra in another language, you want to make sure that you know what you're asking for, because a lot of the mantras in in Sanskrit have been written as prayers. So please help me remove this obstacle. Please help me remove. And so if you're saying that in another language, just Google it and say, like, what am I actually saying? And do I want to be saying that? That's my number one tip is know what you're saying. So you really get that buy-in and your
1: That's also a very good tip before you get a tattoo in another language. Oh Definitely God. make sure you know what it's saying.
2: <laughs> and then the second thing I would say is that if you can link your mantra to your breath. And that's why I really like a short mantra, which is I am on your inhale. And then whatever your word is on your exhale. Now you can do a really long mantra. I'm practicing with a mantra right now that's about 17 lines long. And it took me a really long time to learn it, but it was really great because I had to learn and grow those new neural pathways. I really had to stop and think, and I really had to interrupt my mind. Once you get comfortable with mantra, you can move into longer mantras. But for beginners, I think just doing an I am on the inhale and then whatever your word is on the exhale is a really great way to start. The third thing I think we already covered is make it believable, make it something, choose words that you can believe in that moment. And you might find that the mantra changes over like a course of two minutes. You might be like, I am learning. I am trying. I am changing. I am growing. And then you may end up with, I am intelligent if that's really where you want to end up, but you kind of go through a process to get there. And the fourth thing that I would say is, if it's helpful for you, you can set it to a little melody. For example, my mind is super musical. I love to play music. I love to sing. And so when I was first starting mantra, my teacher would give me a mantra in Sanskrit. I would set it to my own little melody. And I actually write little songs for myself to help me memorize it. And I find that I loop it more often if it's in a melody, find a melody that makes sense to you. It can even be to a song that you like. And then the last thing, my fifth tip is to change it up because one thing that happens is once the neural pathways have been grown, the brain starts doing shortcuts, which is, oh, you want me to say I am learning? Great. So it, then it starts doing shortcutting. It's like, okay, great. I am learning. I am learning. I am learning. But then you stop really thinking about, okay, I am learning. And what I have found with my, my long mantras is that once I've done them 30 days, I can do that long mantra and start thinking about what my to-do list is for tomorrow at the same time. So the mind is an incredible thing. It's helpful to change it up so that you don't just start having the mantra sort of running in the background and then you're doing whatever you were going to do in the foreground of your brain anyway. So it's helpful if you can change it up to give your brain something new to think about, which will help you to focus just on the mantra and not try to multitask in that moment.
1: That makes a lot of sense. When we drive to work the same way every day, a lot of times we end up there and we didn't think about each turn we took. We just get kind of on autopilot. So that's good to know that that can happen with mantras.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's Laura Mars' five tips for mantras. Know what you're saying, link it to your breath, make it believable, use music if it's helpful and change it up.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and for this great article And I can't wait to see what we get to talk about next.
0: Yeah, me too. It's new every time. Thank you for joining us at The Sidebar. If this is your first time, we encourage you to listen to another episode or two, subscribe to our newsletter and peruse the resources at www.nclap.org. And if you know a lawyer who could use a hand, Please share this episode with them today. Remember, at Sidebar, you are not alone. In fact, you are in quite good company.